friend. Welcome to Claiming Simplicity Podcast. I'm your host, Monica H. Baker. Are you feeling tired and overwhelmed as a mom working paycheck to paycheck, wanting to get out of debt and enjoy your family? I was too. And I realized if I was going to put God and family first, I had to stop spending all of my time at work. So I created a simplified life plan that allowed me to get out of debt, scale back my career, and still be able to live fruitfully but with more purpose and time than ever before, and I never look back. Inside this podcast, you will learn how to simplify your home and finances, learn simple routines, personal development, and connect your faith. I'm so grateful you're here. If you're ready to create a simplified life that you dreamed of, you are in the right place. Hello, hello. You are going to want to grab a pen and paper for this episode if you want to learn more about getting chicks or raising chickens. You know, they are the gateway to sustainable living. Most likely, you will get goats next. (laughs) As I mentioned in a previous episode, I ordered 150 chickens and 100 of those chicks will be arriving here this week. And I'm so excited. But we didn't start with baby chicks. It was probably about 13 years ago when we got our first chickens. I had a friend who was moving, so she gave us about eight full-grown chickens. And they were probably a year and a half, two, three years. They were older chickens. But we wanted them to eat ticks and bugs because when we bought our foreclosure home on the river, there were a ton of bugs. In fact, before we even moved up here, my dad and son came over to look at the place and open the doors, and it was swarming with mosquitoes, so they didn't even stay. But really, seriously, there was a lot of bugs. We had an older chicken coop that we fixed up. We got some nesting boxes, shavings on the floor of the coop, food and water, and we were set. I know you have concerns about keeping chickens alive, but really, it's pretty simple. It's really quite easy to spot a sick chicken, but we've rarely had anything happen in all these years. But we also let our chickens free range all year, besides winter, unless they want to go out, but they don't really like the snow. So I'm sure that helps. I open the chicken door in the morning, and then they will go back in there in the evening and I'll shut the door before I go to bed so that nothing can get into the coop at night. We have had a few chickens drop over, but those were just, I'm assuming, because they were really old. As the years went on, we just kept gathering every year or so. I would pick up more chickens. And right now we have about 25. So... We will have quite a few once we get our other ones, but a lot of those I will sell. But I would suggest you get chickens that are ready to lay eggs or are laying eggs when getting started because the only care they really need is fresh water, chicken feed, nesting boxes, and a place to roost. None of it has to be fancy. In fact, in our coop, we have some long branches that go from one side to the other side and my husband just has them sitting on top of a couple brackets so it really does not have to be anything that costs money just keep it simple if you are going to get baby chicks here are some tips to get started first you'll want to prepare a brooder box that's just a clean draft free container or large box to accommodate the number of chicks you're planning to raise 
Now we're getting a hundred, so no, a cardboard box is not going to work for that. But my husband had some free wood and different things around our place that he ended up making one. And I'll actually put the picture of that in our Facebook group. It actually sits on a trailer right now. That's how he made it. And then once the chickens get a little bigger... And the reason he put it on a trailer was so that they could stay warm in the shed, but he could also pull them out. And then as they get bigger, he is going to move that little house to be a chicken tractor. Put little wheels on it from an old lawnmower or something. Something like that. I will say, my husband is a very good dumpster diver. So he brings a lot of material home from the job sites that get thrown away. And that's how we make a lot of our things. It does have to look nice. So <laughs> he does a good job on that and he is very good at building things. So that is nice. Very handy. Anyways, you can use a cardboard box, plastic tub, wood crate, or whatever you have. We have used in the past an old water tank because it has the rounded corners, which lessens the chances of the chicks getting trapped or wedged in the corner. Because when the chicks are cold or scared, sometimes they'll huddle up in the corners. So it's nice to have those rounded corners to prevent that. Next, you'll want to have a reliable heat source for the first week, such as a heat lamp with an infrared bulb. My husband has a cover he made out of some old scrap wood and some old chicken wire pieces. And then he puts that on top of the tank and then the lights actually hang from there. You'll want to gradually reduce the temperature each week until the chicks are fully feathered. We start with the light hanging lower and then we just adjust it higher as they get older. We don't ever suggest spending a lot of money on all of this because the chicks are just in there for a very short time. You'll want to add some safe bedding materials for the chicks such as pine shavings, straw, or even paper towels to provide a soft and dry surface for the chicks to walk on. Avoid newspaper though because it can get slippery and that can lead to leg problems. And you don't want to use cedar chips because they have an aromatic oil that can be harmful to the chicks. You'll want to buy some chick starter feed and make sure it contains 18 to 20% protein to support healthy growth. You'll need shallow waters to prevent drowning accidents. And you can add some smaller rocks in there just to make it easier for the chicks to drink without getting wet. Just make sure to keep the water clean and fresh to keep it free from contaminants and monitor water levels to prevent dehydration, especially in hot weather. Monitor chicks for signs of illness, injury, and distress. Healthy chickens should be active, alert, and curious. Try to minimize stressors such as loud noises and overcrowding as stress can actually weaken their immune system. <laughs> the little kids always want to hold the little chicks at first, but a lot of times they end up squishing them. Those first few days, they're really vulnerable. And my favorite tip for chicks is to talk to them so they become used to your voice. When the chicks are around six to eight weeks and fully feathered, you can gradually introduce them to their permanent home, but don't let them be in the outdoor space unsupervised. These Simple tips will provide them with the best possible start in life and help them transition into healthy chicks. Now I want to talk about the basic care requirements for all chickens. They'll need shelter and the chicken coop should provide protection from predators like foxes, raccoons, owls, and large birds. We actually had a owl get into our meat chicken pen one time. We had a netting over the fence, but there was a little opening that it got in there and then it got stuck and couldn't get out. So my daughters sent me a message. I wasn't home and my husband was gone. 
and said, what should we do? We have some really cool pictures of the owl. They look really neat, but I should put that in the Facebook group too. My daughters took a, I think it was a pale top, let it go. They were very brave because I think they were like, let's see, they must have been probably 11 and 13 at the time. And that's what my husband told them to do. <laughs> so that's what they did. But I would have told them to stay out of the pen. Um, but anyways, it worked out well. And I mean, I was kind of worried because I think owls are kind of mean. But we do have some really cool pictures that they took. So you will want to make sure that your coop has adequate ventilation just to prevent moisture buildup and respiratory issues. But that's not hard to do either. You can either add a little window or under the rafters. It's open so that in the wintertime they don't get draft. You'll want about two to three square foot space per chicken plus the outdoor run or free range area where they can pack scratch and dust bathe. Chickens require a balanced diet, rich in protein, carbohydrates, vitamins, and minerals. And commercial chicken feed comes in various formulations tailored to different stages of life. So for instance, you will get the starter feed when you have chicks. And then if you have meat birds, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but there is a grower feed, which helps them grow at a faster rate. And then we get layer feed for our chickens that lay. Just like the chicks, clean water should be available at all times. Preferably in a gravity-fed or automatic water just to minimize the contamination. I'd like to also add a splash of apple cider vinegar in their water about once a week because you know apple cider vinegar is good for everything, correct? <laughs> we do use it a lot. Next I want to talk about choosing the right breed. So if you want eggs, you'll get egg layers. You might want to look at the egg color that you want, the size of chickens, how often they lay. Some breeds like the leghorns will lay a cream color egg, while others like Americanas lay colored eggs in shades of blue and green. I just love the variety of egg color. We have mostly light brown, dark brown, light blue, light green, and olive. And I've never had the dark chocolate eggs here before. So that is what I want to get next, just for fun. <laughs> I think they're pretty. Then there's the dual purpose birds. These birds are really great egg layers, but they also are a bigger chicken. So we also will use them for meat once they aren't laying anymore. We usually use those for soup meat. They tend to be more robust and adaptable to various climates, and they do really well in the cold winters. Some of the chicks that we're getting are dual purpose birds, those hundred that we're getting, and they are Rhode Island Reds and Bard Rocks because they are both fabulous layers, but they're also a little bigger bird. Now the meat birds are bred for rapid growth. They're just for meat. They reach market weight really quickly, making them ideal for meat. A couple of years, we grew out Cornish cross chickens and they took about six to seven weeks to get to butcher size. Cause we don't like ours overly big. They hardly can walk by the time they're ready to butcher. <laughs> it looks like their legs are gonna give out and we didn't wanna wait any longer. But this year we're doing the 50 rustic whites which typically take a little longer to grow out. And these ones, it should be about eight to 10 weeks. And we haven't had them before. So they're more like a normal chicken. They don't just get really fat really fast like the Cornish cross. So I'm excited to see how that goes. I'll let you know. You do not need a rooster unless you want eggs fertilized. 
We do have a rooster now because we were going to try and hatch our own eggs, but we decided not to do that this year. Our rooster is not aggressive at all, but if he was, I would not keep him because I wouldn't want them to be around the grandkids. And I just love listening to the rooster crow in the morning, so he is worth keeping. His name is Frank Sinatra. He is a pretty bird. In addition to age and breed, factors like nutrition, light, stress, and molting can influence egg production. You can provide artificial light in the coop during the winter months because that can stimulate egg production by extending the daylight hours, but your chicks also need to rest. So you wouldn't want a light on all night. Like in the winter, we have an automatic light that goes on at 3 a.m. just so that they have a little more light and they lay more. Nutrition plays a crucial role in egg quality, including the shell strength, yolk color, and flavor. We actually buy a no corn, no soy, non-GMO layer feed, but we have to travel over an hour and a half to get that. But we used to use layer feed from the feed store, and for some reason, our chickens stopped laying, so then we switched, and we've had very good production with this. Before you get chickens, you will want to check your local ordinances regarding the keeping of chickens, including restrictions on flock size, setbacks, and coop placement. Depending on your location, you may need permits or license to keep chickens legally, especially in urban or suburban areas. The initial setup costs include building or purchasing a coop, which remember, it doesn't have to be fancy, so you could just use some free material if possible. Fencing, feeders, waters, and you don't need very many if you're only getting a few chickens. And then the initial stock of chicks or chickens. After that, you'll just budget for regular expenses such as feed, bedding, and occasional repairs or upgrades to the coop. That's very rare. Well, if we do do something, it's always free with all the treasures that my husband has. <laughs> While chickens can live up to 8 to 10 years or more, their peak egg-laying years are typically between 1 and 3 years of age. Introduce chickens to other pets gradually and under supervision to minimize aggression and ensure compatibility. For instance, our dog is not able to go near our chickens because he plays with them. He thinks they're like the goats and can play and he doesn't realize his size to their size. And we have lost a few because of that. If you're just thinking about chickens, take advantage of resources such as books, YouTube videos, local friends, and just learn from experienced chicken keepers. It really isn't hard. Thinking about it is probably harder than actually caring for them. Begin with a small flock and gradually expand as you gain experience and confidence in the chicken care. If you're nervous about raising chickens, start out with just four to eight and see how it goes. Chicken manure is a valuable source of nitrogen for composting. Combine it with carbon-rich materials like straw, leaves, and wood chips to just create a nutrient-rich compost in your garden. And we usually will layer our garden with that in the fall so that it's already broke down in the spring for gardening. It works really well. Chickens can help control pests by foraging for bugs, larvae, and weed seeds in the garden. Rotate their access to different areas to target specific pest populations. We just jumped right in and haven't had any trouble with our chickens being egg-bound or anything, but I believe free-range chickens are healthy chickens. I have no doubt you will enjoy keeping chickens. They really are fun to watch. If you have any questions at all, join our simple homesteading group and ask me anything. I would love to help you. Have a great day.